When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Stumps. It's Michael Bevan's evening at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Ryan Charles Lara becomes the first man in the history of the game to register a score of 400. Dog, last ball of the innings. And he's put it away. Six sixes and an over. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Redemption is complete. Australia has beaten England by five to nothing. Covering cricket from across the country and across the globe, this is Stumps with Nims and Simon O'Donnell for OTR, making life easy. Welcome to Stumps. If you need milk, bread, eggs or something else, OTR can sort you out because they never close. OTR, making life easy. Another big week of cricket. So much going on at the moment. The Sheffield Shield is underway. South Australia trailed by 133 runs on day two at the Adelaide Oval. As I welcome to the 5AA crease, uh, the Australian cricket legend Simon O'Donnell joins me. Simon, it's been an exciting uh, couple of days, hasn't it? Oh, it certainly has. Uh, you know, of course, the Sheffield Shield were in Ashes year, both male and female. Uh, I thoroughly uh, have enjoyed the first couple of days of Shield cricket, but what I've enjoyed more has been uh, the women's Ashes getting underway. Mm. I sat last Sunday, Allen Field uh, was the first one day international, sat there for the whole day, uh, watch, watched the lot, uh, had the old um, snag in bread for lunch, no, <laughs> what, nothing too, um, um, too helpful from a nutritional point of view in that. Uh, I didn't want to leave the television and didn't. It was fantastic what the girls did. And I was even more impressed then when they've gone to Coffs Harbour. Uh, they've already gained the ascendancy, sort of got the ascendancy back after the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, England being the World Cup champions, beat them. Then batted first in Coffs Harbour and posting just shy of 300 was brilliant. And England were so uncomfortable from that time on the rest of the day. What a way to start the Ashes. They've been brilliant. They have been, but you know what? It could have really gone either way because the first one day, as you mentioned, was an absolute thriller. And it was neck and neck. We just got over the line, but we did it thanks to a lot of experience from one of our veterans. And uh, she joined us on the line, Alex Blackwell, one of the uh, absolute stalwarts of the Australian side. And tomorrow is a milestone because, even though it's the third one-day international against England, Alex Blackwell will actually become the most capped woman for Australia with 250 games representing her country. Her one-day international debut was in 2003. Her test debut was uh, February 2003, and her T20 debut was in 2005. So she's got a lot of cricket under her belt. And Alex, we thank you for joining us on Stumps this afternoon. Thanks for having me. It's awesome to be a part of an Ashes series. And as as Simon said, we're on top at the moment and yeah, looking to not let them get back in this series. Alex, how do you do that? Um, you know, from the point of view, or I'm really interested in in how you turned 
this series your way because your World Cup wasn't ideal. England have come over here chock full of confidence, but you, you quickly arrested that away from them. Uh, what was the chatter pre that first Ashes One Day International? Well, I think uh, having lost the World Cup, we, we came back to Australia and, and really assessed where we needed to improve. And we, we acknowledge we actually played some really good cricket over there, but world cricket is uh, improving all the time and, and to win world titles is proving harder and harder, um, although Australia has a wonderful record. So looking at um, just having some better options with the ball uh, in terms of when a batter's really going against us, knowing where we're going to go to in order to get them off strike or put them under a bit more uh, pressure, forcing them to hit where they don't want to hit. So uh, we looked at that. We've really uh, done our homework against the English side, and, um, yeah, I think it's paying off. You're not wrong there, because the, uh, England did come into this series, uh, I wouldn't say the favourites, but there was a lot that was playing in their favour, obviously being the world champions, um, the world number one team, which is something that uh, I'm sure is rather unusual for the, the girls not to be a number one. But uh, they didn't have the Ashes, and... They had a lot to to prove coming down here because the, the ideal preparation wasn't well, the preparation was an ideal with the horrible weather up north. But uh, you really did turn it around because there was a chance at Australia that ma- that match could have gone either way and it could very have easily been uh, two points each. But uh, your sixty seven in the first one day international was absolutely integral uh, to us getting that two wicket win and. What I found really interesting was uh, young Ash Gardner, who had a tremendous knock, which she blasted the 27 of 18 at the other end. In her post-match uh, press conference, she attributed it to you being at the other end. And I know that that you know you might argue that you didn't really do much, but uh, the way that Ash sort of said, having your presence at the other end really helped her you know, loosen up a little bit and just play her game. Yeah, well, I enjoyed her presence at the other end also. When she came to the crease, I was like, Ash, I'm going to bat through and you just play your natural game. If it's there, hit it. And you know, she that's her, her game. She just sees the ball and hits it. And uh, uh, she can hit it a long way, obviously. So, yeah, look, I think it was a really great partnership. Um, uh, yes, I'm experienced, but you can't do it all on your own. And, and to be able to give that confidence to the youngsters up the other end just to play their natural game, knowing that I'll be there at the other end. Um, yeah, I think it worked really well. She had a wonderful game, and, yeah, hopefully we see her out there tomorrow in the third ODI. Do you enjoy that leadership um, side of where you are now in your career, Alex? You had 250 games, you had a lot of test cricket, a lot of T20s now. Are you enjoying um, passing on that experience to the youngsters? Yeah, look, I, I'm enjoying um, still discovering more about my own game and, and how to be the best cricketer I can be so I guess it's taken a a long time to to accumulate that experience and what I can do is try and fast track that for for my teammates and and help them um, be the best they can be even faster Um, and you know if they understand what it takes to be at the top of your game um, from some of the senior players in terms of work ethic and you know, no excuses, well, yeah, I, I think that'll put them in, in a really good position to dominate for years and years to come. Now, this could be a, a bit of a blessing and a curse, but uh, the Australian women's cr- uh, cricket team has been, uh, well, 
they've always had a very high standard. You've won Ashes, you've won World Cups, you've won World T20. So really, the pedestal is uh, quite high when it comes for some of these young girls uh, coming up into the squad. And really, they have sort of uh, met those expectations. But there's never really been dark times for the Australian women's cricket team. And uh, I know we've seen some dips in form for the men, but the women have been very, very consistent. And uh, as a veteran, when you see some of the, the new girls coming through, like your Ash Gardeners, uh, your Nicole Boltons and, and such and such. Does it fill you with confidence like, hey, you know what, when I decide to hang up the pads and, and you know, not play again, that uh, that high level of performance will continue? Yeah, well, look, the, the depth is really strong at the moment. And I think that's, um, we're fortunate to have really great domestic competitions. So the Women's National Cricket League, and also the Women's Big Bash League, uh, it's exposed these younger players uh, to elite cricket and you know to heightened scrutiny as well. It's on TV now, and I think these domestic competitions are re- preparing them exceptionally well to when they step up into the green and gold, they, they seem to be able to pick, pick it up and run with it. And, um, yeah, that's been the most pleasing thing that someone like Ash Gardner dominating in WBBL and being able to transition into the, the Australian team nicely. Alex, you talk about preparation. What's in the water in Wagga? Well, <laughs> yeah, well, um, I guess... So many wonderful sports I... people, not just cricketers, yeah. but sports people come out of that Riverina city. Uh, I was just that, up the road, not that I've, I, I, that means anything, in Daniloquin, so I was part of that Riverina as well. But Wagga has produced so many wonderful sports people in, in so many different sports. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. I, I think uh, sport in regional parts of New South Wales and, and Australia are um, obviously producing world-class athletes still, and um, I'm very proud to come from the Riverina. I uh, played a lot of my cricket in Griffith and Wagga and Hay, and um, obviously that toughens you up because it's 40, 40 degrees and no rain in sight. That salt and, bush uh, just blowing across the front of you? <laughs> <laughs> Rabbit holes to dodge, things like that. So I, I absolutely loved um, the, the sort of upbringing, I guess, in the country and that exposure to, to tough cricket uh, as a youngster alongside my twin sister playing um, boys and men's cricket out in Griffith and yeah, I think it was a great beginning for, for both of our career. We ended up playing for Australia together. So, yeah, I think um, it's testament to country cricket. Alex, where to from here? Uh, you know, people uh, start to transition a little later in their careers and you do have to start to think about things. You know, what, how many miles do you still have in the legs or years that the engine can run at this level? And uh, what, what, what does the future hold for you, do you think? Well, I think I've played for longer than I anticipated. Um, Historically, financial pressures sort of got in the way of women really um, playing until their their absolute peak. I think they used to have to retire a little bit early to make sure that they could earn an income. Now, uh, I'm lucky to be around at the right time when uh, it's become a professional sport. And so um, why not? see how far I can go and there's no, no financial pressure anymore to leave the sport and while I'm still getting better, um, I'm not going to put any, any end date on it I'm absolutely loving it, it's, it's great to be a part of these um, T20 competitions around the world now, we've got WBBL, we've got KSL over in England, mm-hmm. who knows, there might be an IPL for women soon so 
I'm planning to stick around for a little bit longer. Good on you. Well, that's what we like to see. And uh, before I let you go, Alex, um, now, as we mentioned, your, your career has spanned uh, close to 15 years, but uh, you've only played 11 tests. And uh, we, we were talking to Elise Perry a couple of weeks back. And uh, in fact, most of the girls we have had a chat to have lamented the fact that there's not enough long-form cricket uh, for the women. And when it is, it's only against England. Uh, do you, would you like to see more four-day games or even more red ball games for the girls? Uh, look, I, I think Test cricket, you know, it's got a wonderful history for us. Uh, the women first started playing Test cricket in 1934. So uh, it goes a long way back. And every time we put the baggy green on, we do that with a lot of pride and we go out and give it our all. It is hard when you don't play any other longer format. So what I'd like to see is um, we play this multi-format Ashes, which is three ODIs, one Test match and three T20s. I'd love to play that against all the top eight nations. Now, maybe that's a bit of a long stretch, but maybe it's something we can aim for. At least the top four nations, I think we could be playing a Test match against them once a year in this uh, multi-format. Uh, combination. So yeah, that would be something I'd like to look at. Well, either way, the the crowds are coming and the viewing audiences have been fantastic. The third One Day International is on live Channel 9 tomorrow, so uh, it's going to be great to see. It's also Alex Blackwell's 250th game representing Australia, and uh, best of luck for tomorrow. I know you're you're only eight points away from securing that uh, that trophy and making sure it's uh, still locked up in our trophy cabinet, so uh, here's to many more, here's to another 250 games for you, Alex. Well done. (laughs) Thanks so much, guys. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.